My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Episode 10 starts now. Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. This is show number 10, episode 10. We have had our first fantasy weekend, folks. I'm joined by Dog, who joins us live from Las Vegas. How you doing, Doggy? Hey, what's cracking? What's cracking, B? (laughs) So, I guess you couldn't get enough of Vegas, obviously, right? Hey, man. I can't leave Vegas, man. You know what I'm saying? It's so popping out here. You know, uh, I keep extending my stay, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't stay out the strip clubs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I went and saw, uh, what's your boy, uh, Eddie Griffin last night? That's right. How was SLS. he? Yeah, he was great, man. You know what I'm saying? He was pretty funny. Well, no, and, that's, uh, that's great. And, you know, I've been, you know, just concentrating on my, um, my waiver wire also. You know, I get time for that, you know? Well, that, so, you know, I picked up somebody. Well, no, that's the whole reason we're doing this now. We're going to try to get this out to folks as they're making their waiver wire descent decisions. Today, of course, is waiver wire Wednesday. And we thought we'd hit you with some advice. First of all, you know, after week one, doggy, it's a tough been a tough week for a lot of fantasy players. I know I had a tough week. I know you had a tough week. Yeah. How are you feeling? What What is your mindset going forward? Um, My mindset going forward is like I need to handcuff like some backup running backs like I handcuffed Yeldon you know just because Fournette you know he always seems like he gets injured yeah you know so um I handcuffed him and um I wish I would have been fast on the trigger and got Connor I think he's going to be the biggest you know hottest item yeah hottest pickup you know what I'm saying and from Pittsburgh no and it's looking that way because you know and I happen to be you know he does he is on one of my teams and as days progress, it does not look like Le'Veon Bell is getting any closer to, you know, showing up for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It looks a lot like the best, like I said at the last podcast, the best alternative for fantasy owners, if you own Le'Veon Bell, is that they trade him and you get, uh, and you know, benefit of that high pick you gave for him. Um, yep. Of course, it does set off a cataclysmic type effect if he goes to a team where you have a back and he's dumped. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Um, yeah. You know, I... Had a you know I had a mixed fantasy week in that scored a bunch of points didn't get a win I got scored one eight sorry one hundred eighty five point eight five points in the FFPC Jesus. and lost that's when it hurts that's because you don't know when it's coming back and that and yeah. that's the thing that hurts I scored one hundred fifty sorry one hundred forty nine points in the Coxman League lost by two points. Doing, you know, for for most part, that was Marquise Goodwin's injury that hurt me. I also got banged up by Delaney Walker's injury. So I started off 0-1-1 in both leagues. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, no, it's awful. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is... And, if, and if, you know what? Mm-hmm. You know who's a sleeper out there, though? Not to cut you off, though. No, 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 you know go ahead. Who's a sleeper, though? Mm-hmm. For real, in rejuvenating his career, I think. Yeah. Man, if you've been... I, Deshaun Jackson, wow. You know, Deshaun Jackson seemed like he's back. Yeah. You know, like, with Fitzpatrick... Yeah, you know, I don't know what he's going to be with Winston. You know, because Winston's uh, he loves Evans so much, he'll just throw it up with four people on him, right? Exactly. But, uh, and Fitzpatrick's moving the ball around. I think if Fitzpatrick goes like three and 0 4 and 0 I think you don't even. I think you leave him in there. 
Well, that's going to be something they have to contend with. You know, Deshaun is dealing with, I think, with right now, it looks like he's in a concussion protocol or has a shoulder thing, but he may end up playing week two. He ends up with two touchdowns, which if you got him super late in the draft, as most, most people did, you got money on, on a very late pick. And if you were smart enough to put him in your lineup, you really got money because they're not those points are going to do anything sitting on the bench. Um you know, I picked up Jameis Winston last night. We have a, a fantasy waiver wire that ends uh, late Tuesday night. I got him looking ahead, not believing that Fitzpatrick is going to be able to carry and get two more victories or even one more victory these next two weeks. I could be totally wrong, but I think Jameis Winston is maybe right on the edge of being an elite quarterback or something close to that. And to get him on the waiver wire could be a bonus. I got, you know, a Brady. Uh, their bye weeks don't match. So if, you know, it all works out, yeah. maybe I'll have an opportunity there. So you, you're starting to reach a little bit in, in your first week of waiver wires because you're trying to, you know, read the future, read the palm of the NFL if you can. And, you know, that's a pick that we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, with the Cox of the League, with my draft, I can't get discouraged. You yeah. know, you got to... You know, even though you lose week one, you really want to win week one. Sure. You got to stick in there and hang in there with your guys and believe in them, man. You know, uh, you know, and then, I, you know, I might have to make some trades. I might, you know, have to do something to shake up my lineup a little bit. But, hey, and then Deshaun Watson wasn't looking so hot, but that was only week one. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, you know, the, so. key, the key thing is not to panic. You know, I think yeah. you go on one. Um, you know, you don't panic, but at the same time, this second game becomes extremely important to you because you definitely don't want to go 0-2. Man. So, so you need to make those moves that will assure you a win this this week. Yeah, you know, it, you have a little bit of luxury when you get out ahead, you know, 4-0, and or I started 8-0 and last year. Doggy, yeah, I know a few years back you started 8-0 or 9-0, or and yeah. you, you start making those decisions differently. At, when you're 0-1, you are doing everything you possibly can to yeah, win to this win. week. You're not looking long way. You're trying to get this win for this week because it, it becomes an uphill battle moving forward if you don't. Um, you know, we both had tough weeks. Doggy, where, even though despite the tough week, where do you think you were right on which player uh, this past week? Even though, you know, it, it resulted in a loss or whatever, who do you think you were right on? Who do you think you will continue to be right on as the season progresses? Um. I think Drake from Miami, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, I have a pretty good tight end situation, yeah. even with Kittle. Sure. You know, I can play Kittle. You know, uh, Randolph got in the box, or Rudolph, right? Sure. Rudolph got in the box, but still, like, he only caught one pass, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Kittle, you know, blew up a little bit with Garoppolo. Sure. You know, and, uh, you know, Jimmy G, you know, he's slinging that thing. He played up against a hard defense, though. Yeah, you know, he's still through the rock. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and the so, thing we we all knew going into this that you know if nothing else, Jimmy G is going to give be given an opportunity. He's going to put the ball up. Trubisky, I thought was going to put the ball up more for Chicago. I think they got a little too conservative with that 20 point lead, and they let yeah. Aaron Rodgers come back and resurrect himself and take out his vengeance on the Chicago Bears once again. So yeah. the the guys, I think I was right on. I think Melvin Gordon is maybe a top three back at, at, by, the, by the end of the season. He may be a number one back at the end of the season. 27 yeah. points, at least in some scoring standards, um, with with very, you know, with ease, pretty much. He's catching the ball, he's running the ball, he's running hard, and you know he's going to play hurt for you. He's done it before. 
yeah. he's been my number one pick two two years in a row. Greg Zerline, I took heat for picking him eighth. Greg Zerline picks up seventeen points mm. in his first game, Dang. doing a lot better than a lot of those receivers and other position players that were available at that time in the draft. Um, as a matter of fact, he almost won me a game where I was behind, I think, by twenty. And if the Raiders weren't so cheap and had a real field instead of kicking off the dirt, he missed the the one field goal he missed would have won me the game. He had to kick it off the infield dirt. And I think it's the only stadium Terrible. that still does that. He misses the, the field goal. And that gives you a glimpse of how the little things will screw up your fantasy fantasy game, your fantasy week, your fantasy season. Um, yeah. Also, the Ravens. The Ravens defense. If you don't, if, I mean, if you, if you don't have them, someone has them. But yeah. having them this year, they play Buffalo, they play Cincinnati, they play Denver before they play Pittsburgh. Now, I'm not going to play them against Pittsburgh more than likely. But the next two weeks, Cincinnati and Denver are very solid plays for the Ravens. I think they're going to have a world-class defense. It looks like uh, Joe Flacco came to play this year because I think he's playing for his professional life because they're trying to give his job away. Um, Watch the Ravens' defense. And if you can, you know, maybe at some point if you need a defense and make it part of a throwaway in a trade that you can acquire them in addition to another player. It, you know these at least these first three weeks, and then looking beyond that, we'll see what happens. But they're going to be good, strong, and could help you get out to you know if you're like me, oh one maybe a two and one start. And you know another um, guy I would tell everybody to go out and get in the handcuff mm-hmm. is Gordon's backup Eckler. Yes, he scores. He's looking like you know I have him, but mm-hmm. he's almost looking like a uh, Woodhead. Sure, you know they're putting him in. Certain positions, you know, he's, you know, especially in the PPR league, you know, he's going to catch the ball, you know what I'm saying, space out. And, man, he, he was looking pretty good, even as a backup, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I could start him in my flex and be happy. Well, yeah. If he plays, you know, Woodhead's role, hey, sky's the limit. Yeah, he can sustain you in that role. If, if, if he does mimic Woodhead, uh, he came to light, speaking of Eckler, came to light last year. Uh, really front, kind of got the first look at him last year. Looks like he's going to be doing much of the same. We'll see if he can, can stay consistent all year long. That was a problem last year. But if you get a guy like that, a guy like also Chris Thompson and Duke Johnson, who you're assured is going to have a third down role. I think Chris Thompson was over 20 points again this week. Um, you know, they they do a lot with a minimal amount of touches. And uh, they're, they're, they're great flex players. Don't be scared to put them in your flex. Um, Doggy, this week, who do you think uh, you should pick up and uh, and drop? Pickups and drops. Um, well, like Eckler, I said, pick him up. Sure. Drop Benjamin. I drop Benjamin because Calvin Benjamin. He doesn't have anybody throwing him the ball, man. Mm-hmm. It just sucks. Yeah. You know. Um. You know what? Uh, another pickup. Yeldon. Yeah. I got picked up. Yeah. You know, pick up Yeldon because Fournette, it's something going on with his feet, ankles, you know, mm-hmm. something's going on down there. You exactly. Know, where he's, you know, ending up, you know, hurt and banged up, you know. So, uh, you know, I got him missing, you know, a few games this year. So pick up Yeldon, you mm-hmm. know. And, um, hey, shit. Man, I can't even think of anybody else to drop at this moment. But, yeah, you know, 
Not all, not all bad. Who would you drop? Well, getting back to yeah, getting back to Fournette, you know, his lower body injuries have have it was one of the ways I one of the reasons I stayed away from him in the draft, and they've they've come to light early, which is what you don't need if you drafted him. Um, but in terms of who to pick up, I think you know, and I did it. I picked up Benjamin Watson. Uh, I was a victim of Delaney Walker getting hurt. So, and in one, in another league, I picked uh, uh, Greg Olson got hurt. So. A tight end, if he's still out there, Benjamin Watson with the Saints. He's not going to sp- be spectacular for you, more than likely, but he has a defined role. He's been in the game forever. He knows how to score. I think he scored at, at least in one scoring uh, uh, frame, uh, eight points. You know, and and those points for tight ends are could be crucial. Uh, you're not going to expect yeah, him <laughs> to score like thirty. It's hard to get tight end money. Exactly, but seven to eight points is you know that's a solid performance for a tight end. Um, also, Cole Beasley. Uh, Coles Beasley from the Dallas Cowboys. People don't mention him, but you look up and he's leading the team in receiving once again. Um, You know, going past Michael Gallup, going past um, Alan Hearns. Um, I I still have Hearns on one side, on one team of mine, and I'm trying to figure out what what the play is this week. Um, But if Cole Beasley continues to lead the team in receptions and receiving, it's going to be very hard to keep him off my roster. Um, I, I don't go heavy on receivers. I have one receiver, Jarvis Landry. I can see him fitting in nicely with him. And, but keep in mind, I have three backs now that are three down backs on one team. I got Gordon. Yeah. I have, um, uh, what's the other? Oh, sorry, uh, Dalvin Cook. And also now I have uh, James Conner. So you're, when you have the backs like that, you're not expecting as much from your receivers. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, also, if you're in the league like the FPPC where you have a big bench, some guys I'm going for are like an Ian Thomas who just got the tight end job with Carolina. Again, we're staying with tight ends because those were where the injuries occurred this past week, unfortunately. Yeah. And and also uh, the tight end from Seattle, I think his name is is it Disley? Oh yeah, who just yeah. got a who just got promoted to take that uh, that um, starting job, Will Disley. So yeah, if, yeah. don't forget about Kittle. Don't yeah, Kittle, yeah. Don't and, and if you haven't picked up you Kittle, know. obviously, um, he, yeah. that's the move to make. And he got a lot of hype in the offseason. Um, I think it's time he justifies that, and he's showing he will. Um, James Conner, uh, like we mentioned before, man, beast. Yeah, is it time to trade him though? I mean, the thing is, is that if you know, if you think that Le'Veon Bell is coming back, do you cut? Do you cut your losses and say, okay, this guy's going to be valuable for a certain number of weeks? You send him away, and you try to get something back for him. Is that one option? Um, but you know what? Yeah, I think Le'Veon Bell, if he comes back, it'll be like between the sixth to eighth week, right? Yeah, yeah. And if Connor's rolling, bench Le'Veon Bell. I mean, why, dude? Yeah, well, I bench, mean, bench him, trade him. Sure, and you, you see, know what I'm saying? No, you're actually so, you're absolutely right. And you know, if I was the Steelers, yeah, you know, yeah. Shit, fuck. Well, that's the thing. It, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I considered this week trading James Conner because I'm saying, well, you know what? Le'Veon's coming back. But I've watched how that team is treating Le'Veon and how Le'Veon yeah. is treating the team. And yeah. there's no end in sight to this. So I'm going to ride or die with James Conner knowing that I have Ajayi on the bench, knowing that I have Crowell on the bench, and knowing that I have Wilkins from Indian- Indianapolis on the bench as well. I don't know how long he stays in that role. But Got three yeah. backs on the bench. I'm gonna roll with James Conner in addition to my other three in my lineup, and we're gonna see where this takes us. He's a three down back. It doesn't make any sense not to play him. As a matter of fact, 
Jay Maddie, <laughs> who isn't joining us right now, he's he would love to rub it in my face that he told me to start Connor over over Ajayi last week, which I didn't do. The Steelers' offensive line is very fantasy-friendly for running backs. It is now that the Le'Veon fallout is occurring as we speak, and you are a guy who maybe picked up Connor or drafted him or however, and I happen to be one of the people that picked him up, um, where does he play? Do you, do you start him immediately? If, like, Say, for instance, in my situation with Jay Ajayi tonight, in my flex, do you start Connor over Jay Ajayi without oh, knowing yeah. all of the information? No, you start Con- Connor. Connor, you start him this week for sure. For sure. They're playing the Cleveland Browns, and he and Bell is not there. He's going to get the ball 20 times. It cost me 14 yeah. points. He was right in that instance. I don't think I was wrong because I had to go with the information I had at the time. There was still a cloud over whether Le'Veon was coming back, what was going to go happen. I wanted to take that those points that night on Thursday night. I didn't want to miss the opportunity. I did get 20 points. So Yeah, that you, was good. You know, I mean, what do you do in that situation? Right. I mean, you got to go with a giant. That's that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And I don't think it was a totally wrong decision. No. If I'd started him, I would have won. But there'll be more opportunities for me to win as the season progresses, obviously. Um, let's see here. throw another gem out there, man. Go ahead. Uh, Ted Ginn. Okay. I mean. You're going deep. Man. I mean, you know, New Orleans is, their defense sucks, seem like. You're right. Yeah. So they always, Drew Brees is going to be throwing the rock probably about 50 times a game. Sure. Coming from behind like a track meet. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Ted Ginn had, what, like 19 points? Yeah. On my bench last week. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like. Damn, and that was a quiet 19, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, hey, I think Ted Ginn, you can go out there. If you need a receiver, go out there and get him because Drew Brees still going to throw that rock, man. Yeah, and and speaking of New Orleans and their defense, what a surprise for them to come out and lay an egg against Tampa Bay. You know, Oh, my God. It's Patrick. Jeez, I mean. 48 points, first week of the season. Um, oh, man. You know, a lot. I thought that they would be among the you know the top 10 defenses. I actually even had them on one of my squads for a while before I released them. But that's not a good omen. And it looks like New Orleans defense is going back to what they've previously been. You're going to end up with uh, shootouts, which could be good news for people who have Drew Brees on their team. So we'll see yep. how that works out. Um, Doggy, your team, the Raiders. Right. Bad showing Monday night, obviously. Um, yeah. They moved to get Martavis Bryant to bring him back after they released him. Yeah. What do you think about that? That doesn't, that doesn't answer anything. I mean, Jesus, why did y'all get rid of him in the first place? Well, I guess they were hearing about a suspension coming up or something like that. That never happened. Yeah. I'm not sure. That might have spooked them. Yeah. The Raiders are in trouble, man. You know, um, they're just in trouble. It, it, it's just like Derek Carr. They wasted their money, I think, on Derek Carr. I don't think Derek Carr is the future. What happened to Derek Carr? What I mean, a, um, what I, happened? I just I have no idea. It mm-hmm. could be the system because when uh, what's what's your boy there? Uh, what was his name? Mus Mus Musgrave or something? Yeah, uh, the offensive Balfour coordinator yeah. to Denver. Yeah, you know, uh, Derek Carr flourished. He went to the uh, you know Pro Bowl. You know, he had a good year and everything like that. But it just seems like. The picks he was throwing was like, shit, I wouldn't even throw. 
You know, that shit was like terrible. Sure. It was I like, mean, what are you doing? Throwing throw up tackle or some shit? You know? Yeah. Last year's like, that shit didn't make no sense. Yeah. The, uh, the turnovers he had. No, it. You know, so it just didn't make. And Jared Goff looked better than him. Well, Jared Goff looked like. Man, look at the system he's in. You feel mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. So it's about that system. Jared Goff looked like he deserves two hundred million. Like they need to switch paychecks. Maybe it was it was a bad showing, and it does. And you, you know what? what? It doesn't look like it's going to get much better. Is is the no. discouraging thing? Um, a year ago, you know, leading up to last year's fantasy draft, I was high in that. I remember I told you, probably talked your ear off about Derek Carr, yeah, um, the ability to get him late. So happy I missed out on him last year, and this year wasn't even a thought, which is surprising and telling at the same time. And I don't even think he got drafted in the Coxons League. I'm not sure. No, well, no, you know you what? Know. Someone does have a, have him in our league. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah like, like, bear, like end of the bench sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then you got uh, Corey Coleman, uh, was with Cleveland, cut, goes to Buffalo, cut, signed by the Patriots. What does that mean? Does, does that oh. do anything for you fantasy wise? Um, I have to see how it pans out. I mean, you if you in des if you're really desperate for another receiver, I would yeah. just because of Tom Brady, I'd go get him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But because um, he is still talented, sure. You know, so uh, hey, you know, let's see what happens, man. Will he turn into a Randy Moss there, or will he turn into an Ocho Cinco? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, you know. No. You just gotta with New England. This is so wishy washy, man. You just never know, dude. It's like, especially when Edelman gets back. Sure, you know it's gonna shut a lot of that shit down. You no, know what I'm from we'll we- see. Yeah, you know, from week even to- if he plays, that's the thing. Yeah, um, what's your boy um, Floyd? Floyd went there um, last year and didn't even play. Didn't do anything. No, and he's a talented. Yeah, you but- see what I'm saying? So it's like you know, it, I just don't understand. You know. Belichick system, hey man, and that's why I guess he's one of the greats. You know what I'm saying? So he just shit. I mean, I, I have no idea, dude. But mm-hmm. you can gamble on him, though. I would gamble on him if you're in desperate need for a receiver or you know someone on your bench just to see how it goes. You exactly. Know what I'm saying? You, you can always drop him. You know what I'm saying? Sure. In a couple weeks, so I would, I would, I would gamble on him. Yeah. No, Tom Brady determines a lot in terms of yeah. you know Dorsett goes and gets a touchdown this past week. And there'll be, you know, 10 other guys before the end of the season that catch touchdowns from Tom Brady that you probably don't even know on the roster. Um, Coleman, I just don't know if that does anything. He has to basically get signed, which he did. They signed him. He then has to sort of get initiated into the program and everything else. He, he hasn't been a fit the last two places. I don't know why that means if, if that means he can't be a fit there. But it just doesn't seem like there's enough time because Julian Edelman's coming back and he's going to want that ball. And you got yep. Gronk and you got Edelman and you have three weeks for Coleman to figure it out. And by that time, Edelman's back and I don't think he's going to take any balls from Edelman. Yeah, Edelman's going to be in that slot killing it. As usual, as per the norm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, another guy lit it up, a receiver, Quincy Inunua from the Jets. Uh, a lot of people jumping on him. Is it too early to go for him in your on your waiver wire, doggy? No, not necessarily because uh, Darnold looks good out there. He really you know? did, yeah. So I mean, hey, I'll, I'll go, I'll go for it. You know, sure. So you no. got to look at it, you know basically just who's throwing the guy the ball. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, like Buffalo, some shit. I mean, what the fuck is going on over there, dude? That I, I'll never understand how you miss uh, your play the playoffs for over a decade. The guy who 
brings you there. Tarod Taylor brings you there. And your first mission is to get rid of this cat. Um, He's not spectacular. He's not going to, you know, light up the scoreboard for you. But he got you to the playoffs last year. And now the plan is to go. They just announced, I guess, Peterman's not starting. Josh Allen is. You're going with a rookie. And it looks like it may be another decade before they're back in the playoffs. I don't understand the thinking. I don't understand why the coach started Peterman in the first place. I didn't understand why the coach started Peterman last year when, when they had Terod Taylor. Yeah. So it, it's just more, in, what is it, inconsistent consistency or consistent inconsistency for the for the uh, Bills. So, unfortunately, that was it. Um, yeah. um, oh, un- <laughs> You're going to be very sad to learn this, doggy. Um, my, I, you, you might have to take my black card away. I, yeah. We we lost the segregate your eight portion uh, this week. I, I don't even believe it. But and for the listeners, once again, segregate your eight is when Jay Maddie, who is usually here, um, picks a team of comprised of all white ball players. Yeah. <laughs> I pick a team comprised of all black ball players. Though I can't pick a kicker because there's no kickers, so we call it segregate your eight. And I say segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. Your left, your left. Come on, rhythm. One, two, three, four. Black guys, help the white guys, okay? Your left. What did he say? He said the black guys. The white guys. This week. Uh, Maddie rolled out a team of Aaron Rodgers, Burkhead, McCaffrey, Hogan, Thielen, Cup, Gronkowski, and Zerline. Wow. And, yeah. And I rolled out a team of, or I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. And I rolled out a team of uh, Watson at quarterback, Deshaun Watson, Todd Gurley, um, Johnson at the running back, Antonio Brown, uh, and uh, Hopkins, D-Hop. Uh, Elliot was my text, I'm sorry, my flex. Um, and Delaney Walker. Okay. So, and, and again, I went without a kicker because there are no black kickers and right. we, we stay fair to the, to the rule. We give right. Matt a little bit of a, a, a running start at us. And the final score ended up being 130.8 to 119.9 in favor of the white team. So, you know, I, I told Maddie, I'm like, you know, I got to I got to go back to my neighborhood and, you know, with my head with my head down, you know, black people are like on my side. Like, what the hell? What kind of coaching is that? But it just shows kind of what an anomaly this week was. It, I mean, no, yeah, no big strange week, man. Very odd. It had a, a great cloud above my head. So, yeah, no, it was it, it was, was very strange tough. Week, weekend, yeah, because yeah, I mean. Of all those guys I mentioned, uh, from Watson to uh, to uh, Antonio Brown to uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, no one got more than twenty four points. That was my highest, and that was Antonio Brown. Everybody yeah, else, but I, I lined that lineup against Maddie every week. Exactly, you would I ordinarily would come out on top. You yeah, know more than he would. Yeah. So, hey, and and of course the you know the what is it the what is it the week okay week two he's already lined up the teams uh that we're going against and his team that he's rolling out there this week in segregate year eight is let's see here he's going back to rogers and again let me specify i can't use the same player twice but his lineup i'm sorry i can only use the same player twice his lineup is aaron Rodgers. Burkhead, McCaffrey, Hogan, Thielen, Cup, Gronk, and Zerline. He's rolling out the same lineup against me. I'm going to go with uh, Cam Newton, 
Um, I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, Devontae Adams, A.J. Green, Jay Ajayi, and Ingram at the tight end. So we'll see about a bounce back. I need a bounce back in my own fantasy life and fantasy team life. And I also need a bounce back in the segregate your eight segment because it's that important. This is, you know, racial lines have been drawn. Um, This is a reputation thing. I have to be able to come home, come home to my neighborhood and know that I represented (laughs) represented the black people well. I can't be losing to a bunch of white guys. I I just can't have it. And I definitely can't have Maddie hanging that over my head because he's laughing. I can hear him laughing right now. You know, and it's not, right yeah, and it's not a pleasant laugh. It's a you know no. sort of a white elitist laugh, and everybody yeah. knows what that laugh sounds like. A I'm, white privilege, yeah, white privilege kind of. You know, I'm going to show you. You don't know. I I know what's better for you. You know that kind of thing, and nobody wants yeah. that. So I'm going to bounce back on segregate your eight this coming week. I'm also going to bounce back on my regular team, and because it's just it's just time to win. I got to go. I can't go zero and two. So that's just not going to happen. I won't. I won't accept it. Um, yeah. Moving forward, doggy. Um, what is your plan? Looking at the waiver wire, you're you're into week two. What what is the first goal you have going into this week, and then really for the start of next? What are you looking for going into these games, and then fi- finishing this these games? Well, oh, you know, I need to solidify my flex position. You know me. Mm-hmm. Wait, say that I again. Say, like, wait, you know, say, I don't have to change my flex, my flex position. I need to solidify it. You okay, know what I'm saying like I have to get a solid flex starter. Sure, you know what I'm saying, and because um, I had James White and he did pretty decent, but damn, Burkhead gets a lot of that rock. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, shit. And then what's other fucked up is D Hop is my number one receiver, and. They're always double teaming D Hop. Every time you watch the game, it's like hey, they're taking D Hop out the game. I hate that shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So no, you you got to really watch how your carries are, are split up. Um, you know, one thing that disappointed me if if I was a if I had Derrick Henry on my team, he doesn't get the rock at all. They, uh, you know, uh, that's they, crazy. No, it was nuts because I figured him as a top ten back, and the rock actually went to. But Deion James, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's really was a, a shocker to me. It was, you know, he. Well, is, it Deion, is it Deion Lewis? I'm sorry. Deion James. Deion Lewis. <laughs> Lewis. It went to Deion Lewis. I'm thinking about James White. James, I'm sorry. I put them together. My fault. Yeah. I'm getting older. You know, as as our trip to Vegas will tell you, it took me about four days to recover from that trip. And, and Doggy, who, and we're the same age, but Doggy is out there again and just. Yeah. Doing it's, what he it's, does. It's, talking to you sweating right now, shit. Yeah, right. But no, but you, you're the Energizer Bunny, so you you got that. And I, I have to live vicariously to you. At at our same age, I don't know how you do it. I don't know where you get the energy from, but whatever. You can have it. Um, sapphire. <laughs> going to Club Sapphire. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you see, he has a different alias in, in Vegas. He's not dog there. He's the big fish. Yeah. yeah, because wherever you go, you should have a couple different aliases just in case shit goes down. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, who else? Who was disappointing for you, doggy? Um, disappointing. Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. You know he's he is he has so high expectations. Yeah, this year, and yeah. I know he's going to come through. You know, mm-hmm. sooner or later. But damn, you like stunk it up. 
Well, he's you know? he's playing the Patriots, and it's yeah. his first game back. I I could look the other way on him. I still think he may be the Michael Jordan of football based on what he did last year. And I mean, which was, you know, fortunate again to have him on my team last year. But just ridiculous stats, and I don't know if you could sustain that sort of performance over a long period of time. He was due for a comeback, a, a poor showing, I guess. But let's see what he does week two. And that, that's, I think, our message for this show right now is to basically, you know, don't panic. This don't week panic. is important, but don't panic. Don't go yeah. drop somebody out of, don't get personal with your shit. Like, don't drop somebody because they, you know, they cost you and now. Out of spite. Out of spite. Because that's the same guy that's going to score 20 against you when you play him. It's just the way fantasy works out. But. Make educated move. Try to win each week. That's the best you can do. Um, I'm not terribly upset at my showing. I scored a bunch of points, just could not get a win. And as Doggy and I talk about all the time, the best thing you could do is put your team in position to win. That, that's really all you can do. You can't you can't defend against injuries, and there were some injuries this week that we could not get through. But that's really the message. Put the best team out there. Try to figure out volume. Who's going to get the most carries? Who's the number one receiver out there? Who's a tight end that you can bank on for at least seven to eight points a game? Who's a quarterback that you could start every week? And put them out there. See what happens. Don't take it personal. Don't slit your wrists. It's a game, folks. Just remember that. Have fun with it. Um, Doggy, you have any parting bits of knowledge for this coming week? Yeah, man. Just, you know, hey. Stick to it. You know what I'm saying? If you lost, don't worry about it. Just like you just said, B. Yeah. Just stick to it. Stick to your game plan. Trust your draft. And, um, you know, hey, it's a long season. And, you know, you can pick up players through the year. You know, and just don't go rushing out there and just trading right now for any reason. You know, it's just, um, just be patient. And stuff will just come through for you. Because I know I need to be patient because... I hated to lose this week. Oh, no. It, it sucked because, you know, and the thing is when you lose and you score a bunch of points, like I and think we mentioned before. Oh, and you lose to a guy in your league who you really want to, uh, yeah, it just, it's just a bad situation. You know, you got to look that yeah. guy, you got to look that guy in the eye and, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just not, not a good situation. So I'm going to bounce back this week. Uh, Doggy, I, I know you're going to bounce back this week. I think you're bouncing back right now in Vegas. Yeah. I, I'm not going to even ask you what you're doing in Vegas. But you're damn right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we'll go ahead and put the wraps on this show. We're happy to give it to you, hopefully, before your waiver decisions. And hopefully we help you out. You know, you might agree with some of the stuff. You might not. But let us know what you think. Please su- subscribe. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Um, our contact information. Um, I'm at... My Big Black, I'm sorry, this is Maddie. Uh, Maddie is at My Big Black FP on Twitter. I'm at B underscore MBB FP, like My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. And you can send us an email, our email address, email us at MyBigBlackFantasyPodcast.com. Um, as soon as we get Doggy hooked up with technology, he will have it. He has a Twitter page. He just doesn't quite know how to use it yet. He's Give him a break, folks. He's 44. He's in Vegas. He's going hard all the time like a rock, 22-year-old rock star. So give him a break on that. He'll be online shortly. You could share all of your thoughts and uh, uh, crit- critiques with him, um, and I'm sure he'll be glad, be glad to hear it. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we appreciate it. Good luck this week. Doggy, take us home. 
He's out, baby. You know what I'm saying? Vegas, man. Man, y'all got to check out Club Sapphire. Man. I mean, dang. <laughs> Sapphire, I hope right. that check is in the mail. That's a free advertisement. For sure. But yeah, you could go... You can go wrong um, a lot of places, but you can't go wrong in Sapphire. Let me just say that. And I'm speaking uh, uh, not of personal experience, of course, just what I've heard, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Show Timberland, I am the cactus. You got a big bag, and I'm a bag. 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 I